Andre Segovia Show. And welcome to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. This one is the delayed, but not too late. News Roundup for the month of September for the Andrew Segovia Show. I'm your host, Andrew Segovia, and I want to get through these headlines as quickly as I can, because some of this news is already uh, stuff that's changed its tone, while other, other parts of it are prevalent still in the news, and I'll make more sense of that in an upcoming episode of the program, so make sure you subscribe to the show, and of course hit like, so thank you for those that are liking my episodes, because I really appreciate it. And remember, this show, the primary, the meat of the show, as I say, is on the podcast directories. It's not on YouTube. YouTube has exclusive content that requires visual aids, if you will, to be able to tell you about other segments that I cover um, on this program. But most of everything with digest and information overload is this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into the news of September. It was all over the place, honestly, but the big ones were the negative Nancys of September because August was already downer. September was even worse. There is a reason why, but I'll save it for the end of this episode and how you can listen to the rest of that take. Okay, so let's get going. Recession! Of course, recession. That's what everybody wants to talk about. It's the water cooler talk. Is there a concern for recession? So uh, we start off with CNBC from the beginning of the month, September 2nd. That Here is a list of recession signals that are flashing red. And these are the key points from this article, which are um, which are preferably more important. And by the way, every so now and then, um, Cortana gets triggered. So she either gets uh, angry or excited about whatever I have to say. But I'm not talking to her. So she just wakes up and says, hey, what's up? But anyway, that's what that that you hear in the background. All right, so data is coming at investors from every angle with so-called recession indicators. Flashing signs of an economic slowdown, get ready for it, brought on by a slower growth abroad, that's outside of the country, and the U.S.-China trade war. Thank you very much. Not housing. Nothing else to see here. Let's move on. Uh, where's the other one? Overseas investors unload U.S. real estate, where a strong appetite among foreign investors for office buildings, apartments, malls, and other real estate has in part fueled the long-running bull market in the U.S. commercial property. Now, amid a maturing property market cycle and rising uncertainties in global politics and global economy, foreign investors have sold more U.S. commercial real estate than they bought in a quarter for the first time since 2013. This comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. And remember, any single link or headline that I'm, I'm mentioning in this episode is all Always linked at the, on the show notes accompanying this episode at www.deandrasegovia.com. And this one is, is interesting because, yes, th- this whole th- idea of things being moved upon are primarily foreign investors that are either moving on property here or moving away from property here. So just uh, keep that in mind. And I'm keeping it as simple as I can without complicating things because some of these things can be super complicated and I don't want to spend an entire episode trying to explain that. So let us keep going with these headlines. Let me find. I'm looking for the negative, 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 negative. Oh, yes, of course. Because of all this uncertainty about the recession, the Federal Reserve stepped in to approve a quarter point rate cut. Well, that's like another rate cut. And I did announce when that happened. But here's the thing, the takeaways from the articles. 
they are divided about further action this year. This is from September 18th, also from CNBC. The central bank announces it's taking down its benchmark overnight lending rate to a target range of 1.75% to 2%. According to the Fed's dot plot of individual expectations, five members brought the FOMC thought the FOMC should have held its previous range of 2% to 2.25%, five approved of the 25 basis points cut, but keeping rates through there through the rest of the year and seven favored at least one more cut this year. The committee again cites the implications of global developments for the economic outlook as well as muted inflation pressures as a primary rationale for Wednesday's cut. Question, did you understand what I just read to you? <laughs> that's what i'm talking about Uh, they try to make these things sound way more complicated than they should be all they gotta say is look in order to avoid a recession coming sooner rather than later we're doing a cut right now because we have no idea what the heck is going on overseas we have no control over that that's essentially what this article is saying in the most complicated manner possible so that's the long and short of it, and that's my the shortest way I can tell you reading these headlines. It's not housing, although, and here's the although the National Association of Realtors published uh, towards the end of August. So this is technically an August article, but it came out around the cutoff time that I record the episode. That the pending home sales home sales declined two point two two point five percent in July. So pending home sales fell in July, reversing course on two consecutive months of gains, according to the National Association of Realtors. And that should probably be a concern. But remember, this is national because not to be the, not, not to let the national news take the spotlight. This is about California. Southern California home sales and prices perked up. In July, in a reprieve for Southern California's sluggish housing market, home sales rose in July from a year earlier. It was the first sales increase in 12 months, they say. Um, there you go. See, it depends on your local market. So if you're interested in real estate and you're always trying to figure things out, it's always good to talk to a local realtor. Hint, hint. Okay? So don't be afraid of what the news is saying about the headlines about the rest of the country. It has nothing to do with going on with California. California, it's its own country. You heard me. I said country, not state. Okay, let's keep moving on because this is uh, there's always a lot of information I want to get through, and all of it sometimes doesn't make any sense. Okay, this one's actually a bit of a um, this is the the obligatory pile, if you will. There's always that. Where are the best housing markets in the nation? Or the hottest markets in August include some you've never heard of. So I have a couple of articles regarding that, and we start off with an article from. TheMReport.com, where they list the best housing markets in the nation, according to them. And they list Boise, Idaho, all the way at the top, making its rank in second place. is interesting. They put Fresno, California. I'm like, huh, I didn't see that one coming. And, of course, it's always a hot spot in Texas. So Austin makes, this, makes the list and all this stuff. So just you can parse through that list if you want. 
But if you're curious about the hottest markets you've never heard of, this is from Realtor.com. They have an entire list of, prop, uh, of cities here, with uh, some of them being from Texas, yes. And I'm actually pretty surprised to see quite a handful of uh, California cities on the list, it's, um, too. So, like, huh, check that out. So, that's, that's good to know that you can still find hot property in California. We haven't topped out just yet. But topping out the list, the top three... And here's third place, Midland, Texas. Duh, Texas. Pueblo, uh, Pueblo, California, uh, Pueblo, Colorado coming in at second. And first place, Fort Wayne, Indiana. So there you have it. Those are the top three, but an entire list you can check out. Remember, these links are at www.theundressagobra.com and this episode uh, on show notes. Okay, we talked about the Fed. We talked about the obligatory housing hot markets, the hot spots. The and oh yes yes yes, this one keeps getting more attention. It's regarding iBuyers. I had mentioned in my previous episode that I was at the um, real estate expo or for realtor the realtor expo um, uh, last week, and over there there was an entire segment talking about iBuyers. Now I'm one of those that I, I'm not sitting on the fence about it. I'm on both camps. I'm in favor of iBuying. It's the future. Yes, absolutely. But I'm also in favor of old-fashioned way. They have to find a way to bridge the things together. The thing is, when we let the iBuyers be trashing the um, us, you know, the the so-called fossils in real estate, I'll be making an entire episode just about that. So, so remember, like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss out when I bring out that episode rebutting or refuting the iBuyers' claims against us. But without getting into that, let's talk about this article from MarketWatch.com. It says, when buying and selling a house could be as simple as trading stocks. And they, they're they citing, this is an article from September 28th, so it's really recent. This, art, uh, this is in reference to artificial intelligence and housing that could completely change the way we buy, sell, and live. Wow, that's pretty That's pretty steep um, by Andrea Requier. And I actually recommend, this is an interesting read. Uh, this, most of it's more about these people that want to move in, but I don't really care about that. It's about $74 billion of real estate agent commissions were paid out in 2018. And investors have poured billions into all kinds of disruptors. So imagine... $78 billion of real estate agent commissions paid out in 2018. The only ones complaining are anyone trying to make sense of that. <laughs> okay, Someone compiled that and said, like, you know what? How can we cut into this uh, um, the revenue stream? And the iBuyer is the one. Oh, I want in on this. And because they can't get in on that specifically, they're demonizing us. So that's the long and short of that. But that's it's still, it's interesting though. Uh, that, that's how much money was exchanging commissions. And that's why the iBuyers are considered the disruptors because they can supposedly keep more money in the pockets of their clients when it's a lie. But that's what they're selling. And um, I do recommend this as an interesting article uh, because it's talking about Zillow and of course anyone else like Redfin. They're using machine learning to uh, to create listing prices and things and uh, just uh, let it be its own thing its own machine uh, like like facebook when they developed the artificial intelligence then it got so smart they had to pull the plug on it you know that's what they want to do for real estate and i do see us going that way because skynet you don't understand that phrase go watch more movies y'all okay Let's keep going. We try to wrap this episode up before it becomes a 40-minute too, too long episode. Okay, these are now um, I, I, these are kind of teasers about what's coming up next that I want to talk about. Um, 
one of them is the banks warming to the mortgage bonds that burned them in 2008. The mortgage bonds have a new name now. What they are, they always change it. But what it used to be called was subprime. Again, I'll be getting into this in a different episode because I want to explain to people who think that the housing meltdown from 2008 is a reoccurring thing. It's not. Even though there's been um, hits to housing over the past few decades, nothing like what happened in 2008. That was at least a machine that was 30 years in motion, exacerbated by the government, the federal government in 1993. Again, details that I'll discuss when I discuss them in that following episode. But a sidestep to the subprime, which is people be basically paying a loan they can't afford, um, there's the next angle of that the repo market that's short for saying repossession market where the banks go in and take these away from the from homes um the repo market seems to be getting larger there was a 400 million dollar bailout and people are getting concerned about it um because reasons but th- th- there it is that uh, it's th- these articles are bringing so the first one where i talked about that banks warming up to the uh, to the market if you are subscribed to the wall street journal you'll be able to read that article if not you can look into the repo market because this one's from fortune.com uh and there's a uh, there's an opinion about that on yahoo that i'll also link to that it's called why i'm worried about the repo market someone um left a um basically what is called an opinion editorial on yahoo uh, finance so you're able to read that one as well i'm not going to get into those in this episode i'm just mentioning them now because the last one i do want to cover is this last article i have for you that just um popped up before i started recording and it's who wants to leave california the answer is young voters that can't afford housing and conservatives because conservatives feel alienated. That much is true. But the young voters, it's just interesting because 40 million people here in California, but only like 5 million or whatever. I'm, look, I'm exaggerating the number. But only like a fraction literally participate in elections. So a lot of it's more like talking. It's kind of like this whole, hey, let, let's go let's go invade Area 51 type of business. There's like a million, a million and a half people are supposed to show up, but only like 2,000 arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the the little towns were like, "Oh my gosh, how are we gonna deal with this emergency thing? We don't have the resources to accommodate so many people." And the government's like, "We're gonna have to shoot these guys when they get here." Yeah, you gotta eat your own words, military. Did you really think that many people were gonna show up? I know, I know. Luck favors the prepared, but still, this thing—it's there's a lot more truth to this than not because the voters include conservatives. We're so outnumbered here in California. That even though even if we all conservatives go vote, we're still outvoted by the the, the liberal majority. They have that many people. They imagine that all of them were voting. Man, we just got to educate them. But still, the thing is that conservatives are alienated here. I myself have been assaulted uh, because of my conservative values, both verbally and physically. I'm not a stranger to that. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it in this episode, um, but I will get to the tease as to where you can hear about that. But when it comes to affordability, yes, I strongly agree. Affordability for young people is really difficult here unless they have the means to be able to buy. That's just the truth. And no amount of rent control is going to fix that. And I'm going to keep harping on that because rent control has failed everywhere it's tried. And as much as some people try to argue that in favor of rent control, including the powers that be, they have still failed to show where it has worked. But like every progressive ideology... It's just that they didn't spend enough money for it. 
I know that's what they're going to say because they always argue that. But anyway, this was this article is from the LA Times. You'll be able to read it yourself. Again, I'm linking that. This is an interesting conversation because I am doing an episode about housing affordability and how we can better tackle it. Um, but uh, uh, the rising the rising concerns about um, our young people, including myself, that will not be able to afford staying here if things keep getting that way. So, Andres, you're successful. That's not what I meant. I'm, I'm lumping myself in with the youth, okay? I, mean, I know I'm a property owner. I'm an investor. But that's me being able to get ahead of the game. I started at the age of 18. Most people didn't start off like that. And if you're going to start off today in a very expensive market, my goodness, that's tough. And you can't really save as much money when you're paying that much in rent that you could that you could be paying for in a mortgage. So just I keep those things in mind because yes, I I, I agree, but it's not like, oh my goodness, greedy landlords, greedy home sellers. No, not when it's a market. Why can't we say the same thing about phones? My goodness. If you want to take issues with housing, take issues with phones. How, how irresponsible are people with phones? It's like, oh, it's uh, September 20th. That means it's iPhone day. Let's go get the latest iPhone. Let's line up for a few hours or camp out overnight and get the latest freaking phone. Why? You just got the other one last month. Oh, but this one's the new one. What's it do? They put another camera in it. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of youth don't know how to spend their money. And yet we blame the haves because the irresponsible are being irresponsible. It's like, dude, it's like the argument that obesity is a problem because McDonald's exists. McDonald's isn't forcing anybody to eat anything. You still have to pay for that food. They're not handing it out to anybody. Come on, people. I feel like I ruffled just a few feathers just now. Uh, excuse me as I'm chewing on my protein bar. So that wraps up the news roundup, and that's the way the news goes. I want to make an announcement officially for those of you that are not signed up for Off The Record and would like to get uh, into it and wondering how, I keep mentioning that if you go to my Facebook page, um, you'll find a post about um, announcing the Off The Record. I'll make it a little bit more visible. I can't pin it, but I'll make it more visible. Um, I'll try to include more of it there. But if you really are interested, you can always message, you can always leave a, a comment on any of my postings on whatever you see. Say, hey, Andres, how can I get on the list for the early invite for Off The Record? Reason being, if you really want to know why there's so much talk about the recession, a recession that doesn't exist, at least not yet, um, those opinions I'm reserving for the Off the Record series. And that's that's due in large part because a lot of the platforms that I'm appearing on um, have uh, been censoring me. And, And they're censoring me based on the general information I've been giving you. If you think I've said something controversial, maybe perhaps on the rent control, then maybe you think that, yeah, Andres, you deserve it. Uh, but the videos that have actually been censored, and I've been a little uh, uh, surprised by that because I found out over the weekend, pre- the past weekend, that uh, videos that I have made to inform people to get out there and vote um, have been the ones that have been censored, uh, primarily by YouTube uh, and Instagram too, but mostly Facebook. Facebook was the first one than Instagram because they're on my Facebook that happened. But over the weekend, uh, I was also censored by YouTube um, on a couple of videos uh, saying that I had disturbing content. Just I was just delivering news. There was there was no there were no bad words or anything of the sort. But they sell disturbing content. Like really? You see, look at all your other YouTube videos. That, that's ridiculous. I'm not talking about sex. I'm not talking about um, gratuitous violence or anything of the sort. But yeah, I was censored um, and. Uh, there are some groups uh, that have been targeting people that disagree with their ideas. And you would think this is politics, but it's not. It's in relations to Star Wars. Yes, you heard me right. Star Wars. 
I haven't voiced my opinion about that to the public. It's only available off the record on my website, which nobody else can touch unless they're invited in there. But because I follow groups that speak out because they have the platform to do so, um, I've been lumped in with that group and, and called a, um, a white, angry, uh, fat male, racist, and sexist um, that I don't want to see any pro- progression out there. And so I've been blocked by certain accounts on Twitter, the largest ones being um, Star Wars Explained. I thought it was a joke when I first heard about it from the guy that I followed, but later that day when I checked, it was true. I was blocked. I'm like, what the heck? So I just wanted to give you a fair warning that the reason uh, Off The Record is, uh, exists was as a safety net for what I expected would happen because of what's going on against conservatives uh, like me. And I've been mentioning for those of you that follow me on my Instagram TV, I have been talking about this because that's the behind the scenes stuff. And now it's it's happening. Um, and, and to see that happening when I work so hard to get to where I am, it's uh, it's disheartening. But that's why Off The Record exists. It's a beta that's rolling out. And it is going to be for members only. Uh, it is for members only. But uh, eventually, because if I'm deplatformed, which would suck, uh, it, my website might be the only way for you to get my content. So I just wanted to give you that update as to why Off The Record exists. Um, it's because I appreciate your support. And I appreciate it for those of you that enjoy listening to the content that I provide. But also... Um, I may need you more than ever. And, and that would be as a part, as a member of the show, where I know that I have supporters that are there, that are accessing and listening to my content, and I'll keep it coming so long as I have a voice and I'm able to. So that's it for this episode of the Andres Agova Show. Thank you so much for checking in. This has been the September News Roundup and real estate and other things related. And, of course, the news about why Off the Record is existing. It's actually kicking into gear a lot faster than expected. Um, but that's just a sad reality of the world we live in. And you can hear all my rants about that in Off the Record. So remember, go to my website, com. Find the links for Facebook. You'll be able to handle everything from there. And if you don't find a post, by all means, just leave a post on the wall. Say, Andres, I tried looking for the Off the Record thing. How do I get on the list? That means I know you're paying attention and I'll consider you for the early invite rollout. So invites have been rolling out this past week and this week and more to come. So that's it. And as always, I'll see you on the next video. Or in this case, I'll see you on the next episode.